My name is Luna Casey, and welcome to the New England Ghost Stories podcast. The New England area is full of tales of haunted locations, legendary creatures, and stories of the just plain weird. So, whether you're into ghosts, lake monsters, or strange lights in the night sky, we are your home for all things paranormal. There's nothing like autumn in New England. The air is cooler and less humid. The leaves turn from green to golden yellow, bright orange, and vibrant red. You can drink in the musky smell of the falling leaves and hear them rustle and crunch beneath your feet as you walk through them. Perfect for a hike on Glastonbury Mountain in Vermont. But if you decide to hike the long trail, just don't go alone. You may never be heard from again, especially if you're wearing red. Glastonbury Mountain is located in Bennington County in Vermont, and it's part of the Green Mountain National Forest. The Long Trail, which is part of the Appalachian Trail, is a 272-mile hiking trail that runs the length of the state and passes over the summit of Glastonbury Mountain. So much strange activity has taken place on the mountain, along with neighboring towns of Bennington, Woodford, Shaftesbury, and Somerset, that author Joseph A. Citro named it the Bennington Triangle. This area is full of UFO activity, Bigfoot sightings, strange lights, and the disappearance of at least five people from 1945 to 1950. According to the local lore, the mountain is said to be cursed. An Algonquin legend warns of a man-eating stone that would open up and devour anyone unlucky enough to step on it. For this reason, many avoided it. Of course, this didn't stop the early settlers. The towns of Glastonbury and Somerset were both thriving logging towns, providing lumber and trees to make coal. But during the late 19th century, industry began to decline, and the forest began thinning out. Glastonbury was turned into a summer tourist resort, but that only lasted a year. After the first season, a flood in 1898, washed away all the railroad lines and bridges. The town never recovered from this catastrophe, and Glastonbury and Somerset became ghost towns. Nature has reclaimed the land, leaving cellar holes behind as the only reminder of the people who once called it home. Over time, Glastonbury Mountain became popular for hunting, camping, and hiking. That is, until people began to disappear. During a five-year span, people disappeared in the area regularly. 
the first recorded disappearance was that of Mitty Rivers. Mitty Rivers was a 74-year-old mountain guide in the area. On November 12, 1945, Rivers was leading a party of hunters in the area called Hell Hollow in the northwest woods of Glastonbury. When he was guiding his group back to their camp, he got ahead of the bunch. The hunters made it back to camp, but Rivers didn't. But how could a skilled woodsman who is familiar with the area just disappear? Police and volunteers conducted an extensive search, and U.S. Army officers were dispatched from Fort Devens in Massachusetts. Although they combed through the vast wilderness for eight days, they found no evidence of what may have happened to him. He was never seen again. A year later, 18-year-old sophomore from Bennington College was the next to disappear. Paula Weldon went hiking on the Long Trail on Sunday, December 1st, 1846, wearing a bright red jacket. Again, an extensive search was conducted, this including more than 1,000 people. Despite aircraft surveillance, the posting of a $5,000 reward, and help from the FBI, no clues of her fate were ever discovered. She had simply vanished without a trace. To this day, it is considered bad luck to wear red when hiking the long trail. When we return, we'll learn about more disappearances and why this area is known as the Bennington Triangle. And now, back to our story. The disappearances of Mitty Rivers and Paula Weldon were just the beginning. Exactly three years to the day after Paula Weldon had disappeared, James Tiford went missing. On December 1st, 1949, a veteran and resident of Bennington Soldiers Home, James Tiford got on a bus in St. Albans where he had been visiting relatives. He never returned home to Bennington. According to witnesses, Tiford was one of 14 passengers who were on the bus at the last stop before arriving in Bennington. But when the bus arrived in Bennington, he had seemingly vanished. His belongings were still in the luggage rack, and an open bus time schedule was on his vacant seat. No one had seen him get off the bus, and he didn't disembark in Bennington. The following year, on October 12, 1950, an eight-year-old boy by the name of Paul Jepson went missing. Jepson was playing in the cab of a pickup truck in Bennington when his mother left him to tend her pigs. She had told him to stay in the truck, but apparently he didn't listen and wandered off. When she returned, the boy was gone. Hundreds of people assembled in a search party. Bloodhounds picked up his scent and followed it towards Glastonbury Mountain, but it was lost at a nearby crossroads. 
suggesting a possible abduction by a motorist. Though the area was searched for several days, no clues or remains of the boy were ever found. Later that same month, on October 28th, Frida Langer and some other family members were camping in the woods near Glastonbury Mountain. The 53-year-old Langer, along with her cousin Herbert Elsner, left their family campsite near the Somerset Reservoir to go on a hike. When they were just a few hundred yards from their campsite, Langer slipped and fell into a stream, soaking her clothes and shoes. Still wanting to go on the hike, Frida left her cousin and ran back to the camp to change her clothes. Elsner waited for a while, and when Frida didn't return, he also went back to the camp to see if everything was all right. He found that she had never returned to the camp. She had seemingly disappeared in broad daylight, a short distance away from her camp. In the next few weeks, several search parties, which included 400 people comprised of police, volunteers, firefighters, and soldiers, as well as aircraft, they all searched for her and turned up nothing. The search was finally called off. Then, seven months later, on May 12, 1951, her body was finally found near Somerset Reservoir, out in the open in a field that had been searched extensively in the previous months. Due to the decomposition of the body, no cause of death could be determined. The case still remains unsolved. Langer was the only one whose body was found. There were no direct connections linking these cases, other than geographic area, but some suspect the work of a serial killer. Others blame the Indian curse, or claim that the mountain is a window or portal into the paranormal. Glastonbury Mountain and the Bennington Triangle are famous for the strange phenomena, including UFO and Bigfoot sightings, floating lights, and mysterious woodland creatures. So enjoy a hike on a sunny autumn day. Just keep together and definitely don't wear red. Thank you for listening to the New England Ghost Stories podcast. New episodes are added every other Friday. New England Ghost Stories is written and produced by L.B. Kirkwood. Music by Vyacheslav Dragunov. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can find the New England Ghost Stories podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or at your favorite podcast directory. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a five-star review. And if you have a story that you'd like to see covered in an upcoming podcast, you can leave a comment on our website at newenglandghoststories.com or on our Facebook page at New England Ghost Stories. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, 
This is Luna Casey.